When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. Sometimes you get an opportunity to do something you just can't quite pass up. And that's what happened to me this week when Rob Bogan from The Curated Culture decided he wanted to host a Q&A on sustainability and asked me to be, well, the A portion of that Q&A. Of course, there is zero chance that I can say no to that. First of all, I love The Curated Culture. Second of all, I love sustainability. So, that's what we did. We created a whole town hall Q&A for sustainability. Now, that whole town hall thing, that was like over an hour long. So what you're going to get here is heavily edited shorts over the next seven weeks. Yep, we created a seven-part series with little clips from that town hall. I really did enjoy answering those questions for Rob. Later, you'll be able to see more on YouTube as those videos get released. So I hope you enjoy these as much as I did. Here is my sustainability Q&A town hall featuring Rob Bogan of The Curated Culture, part five. So sustainability is is very much um, grounded in, in how you practice your, your everyday living. But there are also a lot of other elements that can affect uh, sustainability in our culture, in our society. And that is, uh, or one thing, is how we consume energy. So how important do you think solar and wind energy um, are going to be in the move towards reducing our carbon emissions? Well, first things first, when you were talking about, first, there's our part. That's the smallest part. We make these changes because our life improves. We make these changes because we know it's better. And we make these changes because it encourages the important people to make their changes. Energy is a big leg right next to industry because our electrical grid runs everything. So it is very, very important that this electrical grid functions because here's the deal. If it doesn't work, we lose people. There's a lot of people across the world right now that have electricity that if they lost it, would not live. This is an extremely important part, especially in the United States where we have three very fragile current grids where a squirrel can take out large sections at any given time. So when you talk about the sources and the feedstocks coming into it, that's very important. Solar and wind play a big chunk of it. So let's talk real quick about the electrical grid that the electrical grid gets turned up and down based on our need. When everybody went home to COVID because of COVID, Electrical use shot through the roof at first because industry was still trying to run, but everybody was home all day. So for those people, those business owners who say, hey, you're not driving in every day. You're saving all that gas. I want you to take a pay cut. The answer is no, my lights are on. I'm using more at home. That is, it pushed, no, time out, no. So cleaning the grid is exceptionally important. Solar. Solar is fantastic. It cannot be turned up and down. And as you know, 
nighttime happens and it's and this collection drops near zero. I say near zero because on a clear night, that sun does, or that moon does not emit its own light. That is solar energy that hits the moon and comes back down. It will pick up a little bit, but it's not useful. <laughs> okay, so solar works almost everywhere on this planet. Germany is the leader in solar power. They have a massive amount of solar energy going into their grid. They have more than Saudi Arabia. Weird, huh? Very. So, so first things first, solar, absolutely very important. It is also very important to make sure we learn how to recycle them. Because right now, there is no good answer for that. We're building panels, and they will always collect energy throughout their whole life. But when they are done, there's no good way to get those materials back and recycle the panel. So that is number one that needs to happen. But solar is a mainstay. It is probably going to be somewhere between 30 and 45% of the total grid at some point. Wind, same problem with recyclability, only on pieces. Because you always see on Facebook the big pile of the, uh, of the wind turbines and look mm-hmm. at here, look, look, we're burying all this garbage. Right now, you're right, we're burying the blades. Everything else is recycled. It's either iron or copper or aluminum. All, they make it sound like they just flipped it into the ground and buried it but it's it's the, just the blades right which does need to get better i'm not giving that as an excuse that is also something that needs to happen but wind as long as we've got sun we've got wind and wind even happens at night mm-hmm. that's pretty helpful so large offshore units are very very helpful because as we go through time zones we lose the sun but we still have the wind and so between the two of them easily more than half, probably looking at nearly 70% of our energy will come from those. It won't be just those. We will collect hydro still from existing units until they're decommissioned because you don't want to disrupt the wildlife yet again, like we already did. You run those existing units until they've hit into life, and then you don't tear them down. You just decommission them. The wildlife is already built around it. Do not destroy the the biodiversity there again leave it be. Tidal, we're now learning that we can put things under the ocean and let them move back and forth and collect that kinetic energy. We can take that on. There is shallow geothermal. Notice I said shallow geothermal and not advanced, not advanced geothermal because advanced geothermal, and I'm telling you this now because I believe you're going to be on that episode of realistic sustainability, (laughs) is fracking. Shallow geothermal is going places like Yellowstone, where you have vents coming already through the surface and setting up a a turbine system because everything we do is basically just a very expensive steam engine. And we throw the water down, the steam comes up, it spins our little spinny, and now we have electricity. So shallow geothermal is fine. We're just drawing energy from the surface, going deep into the ground and fracturing the structures to get to the heat is not okay. When you remove material, it will settle. And you can ask Oklahoma and Ohio. They are two of the largest micro-earthquake areas in our country now. The biggest piece, though, the most important puzzle piece when it comes to a clean energy grid isn't the wind and solar. It's that, That's big. That's a big chunk of it. That is your base stuff. But the reason why we can't switch now is because we can't dial it up and down. 
we can't turn things up and turn things down based on need because our grid has zero storage. We literally produce as much as we need. And if we don't, we get what's called a brownout or we produce too much and there's less need and something blows up or shorts out or a transformer fails. There has to be some kind of energy source. And for the longest time, people said, you got to keep nuclear. At least it's clean. You don't have to keep nuclear. It's end of life. It's a problem. The waste is a problem. And sustainability isn't about what's better today, but sustainability is about what is the best overall solution forever. And if you want something you can turn up and down, it's probably going to be hydrogen fuel. Hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. So it should be pretty cheap. And we use electricity to separate it from water. We use a lot of electricity, but if the grid is clean and we have times where there's too much solar and too much wind, and I can tell you that happens, ask Texas because they think one of their largest problems is that the meter runs backwards and energy companies have to pay people to use electricity. So if you have too much, instead of letting the meter run backwards, you desalinate water from the oceans. You have extra fresh water into the city systems. You use that fresh water with electrolysis to separate the hydrogen and the oxygen. And then you run it through your hydrogen fuel system where it pass passes through these plates and becomes water on the other side again. But in the process of passing through the plates, shoots an electron off. And that's how we get that electricity. That can be turned up and down. So if we integrated that into the city water systems and... Yeah, you know, If anybody's heard me talk, we talk about microgrids all the time. I'm big about smart microgrids. Every town should be its own electrical system. If you have the city water running with that hydrogen fuel kind of system, that's your up and down. And then little grid after little grid after little grid all over the United States, when one has too much and the other one doesn't have enough, they'll share. That's where the smart system comes into play. But I know I've jumped way off your off your rails on your question. It is important for wind and solar, but they are not the end-all be-all to a real, clean, functional, long-term solution on the electrical grid. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or post it on social media. If you'd like to do a little more for realistic sustainability, you can become a monthly sustainer for as little as 99 cents a month on our Anchor site, or you can find out more on greeningyourlife.org backslash podcast. If you don't want to do that, that's okay. Uh, one of the biggest things that you can do to help the show is leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. That really does help way more than you think. Thank you so much again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org.